Talk Radio. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, February 15th, 2024. This is the Alex Jones Show. Owen Schroer filling in for Alex today. And we are no, no shortage of news and information and content and excitement for you today. Let me lay out what we have coming up as far as the news is concerned and then what you can expect on the next four hours of the Alex Jones Show. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com right here at Band.Video, InfoWars.com slash show. You can find us at RealAlexJones back on Twitter where we will also be doing a Twitter Spaces coming up later in the afternoon as well with Harrison Smith and Chase Geyser joining me in studio and then you potentially joining us on a Twitter Spaces. And then Drew Hernandez hosting the fourth hour. Here's what we have coming up as far as news is concerned. Big updates on the Democrats' illegitimate legal attacks against Donald Trump. Now, this has been going on since 2016 when they first started spying on his campaign, the multiple impeachment hoaxes, the Russian collusion hoax, and everything else. But you have the first criminal trial into Trump starting in March. I'm going to tell you what that's all about. I mean, it's just clear-cut corruption, open, on-its-face corrupt. And when you look at the history of Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan, Soros-funded, and when you look at what he did to even get this case to court, it shows you that the whole thing is corrupt from the very get-go. And this is all about the, the hush money to the hooker, Stormy Daniels. Or I guess she would say she's a adult film actress. Well, you're getting paid for a sexual act, so I don't know what the difference is. But she actually owes Trump $300,000 in a defamation case. So the whole thing is just completely screwy. Then you had the developments today in the Georgia case with Fannie Willis sleeping with the prosecuting attorneys. And they had eyewitness testimony of personal friends saying, yep, they were in a romantic relationship in 2019. They lied about it in court filings. And I was watching that. I was glued to that this morning. And so there's some developments there. I think Fannie Willis is going to be out. It looks like she's going to be out. And then more information revealed as far as what went on in 2020 to get Biden to a record number of votes which nobody really believes, if they're being honest, that Biden had more votes than Trump or a record number of votes, more votes than Obama, everything else. Then there's the cases against Biden. I don't know. Biden is pretty much cooked at this point. It really, I think the strategy now for Republicans has to be, do you even want to impeach Biden? He's got a few months left. I mean, really, though, seriously, you got to think about this strategically. 
do you even want to impeach Joe Biden? Because if Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee, why not leave him in there? I mean, you left, left him in there this long. Why not leave him in there, get all the evidence against himself and his crime family, and then just present that in October as the October surprise and then just crush him in the general election? But if you remove Joe Biden from the equation, you're almost doing the Democrats a favor at this point. But there's, there's more information on the Biden deal. Democrats coming for your Second Amendment in response to a Super Bowl parade shooting yesterday. But it's funny because they want to talk about the Super Bowl parade shooting, but they didn't talk about the latest school shootings or the latest church shootings. And of course, we all know why. But let's talk national security coming up later today as well with Chase Geyser, Harrison Smith, and you on the Twitter spaces. Are they lying to us about Russian space nukes or is this just a ploy to get more money from us? Big Brother, mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. All right, I just laid out the show for you, but we get picked up by a lot of radio stations. And now they might be owned by George Soros, but that's another story. George Soros just purchased... 220 radio stations from the company Audacity. And these are some of the biggest, most powerful radio stations that still exist, that still have a a consistently large audience. But the parent company of them all was in $400 million of debt So George Soros just purchased that. So more Soros control. And for them, it's not about money. When Bezos purchases the Washington Post or when the the liberal billionaire purchases the Los Angeles Times and gives it to his radical liberal daughter and she runs it into the ground, it's not about money. It's about power. It's about influence, about narrative control. But we get picked up by a bunch of radio stations. We thank those radio stations. So let me relay out briefly what we have and then start digging into it huge news as far as the trump legal front is concerned the biden legal front is confirmed we're going to delve into that the democrats coming for your second amendment and and now they want to rewrite the constitution and and maybe gavin newsom is making a play for the democrat nominee in the presidential race because He's coming out about as hardcore as any Democrat ever has, not named fake Beto O'Rourke, as far as the rhetoric to take your guns. And this is all in response to a shooting at the the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. But we've watched, there have been school shootings, there have been church shootings, the mainstream media ignores them, the Democrats ignore them. Why? Why? Because those shootings were done by leftists. Those shootings were done by leftist indoctrinated trans individuals. And they were directly targeted towards right-wingers and Christians. So they didn't cover those. But now that they got this Super Bowl parade shooting, they figured, hey, let's go ahead and use this for an opportunity to do some gun grabbing. So we'll talk about that. We're going to be joined 
We're going to have a bit of an InfoWars roundtable today. Harrison Smith, myself, and Chase Geyser all going to be in studio. And, and I had already planned on this, and I had a brief meeting with Alex earlier this morning as he came into my office and said, hey, what you going to do for today? What's the news? And we went through all of the news, and I said, I kind of want to do this InfoWars roundtable and talk about this national security threat and just have InfoWars and Chase in studio. He said, that's a great idea, and then open up a Twitter X Spaces. So we're going to have an InfoWars roundtable. Then we're going to go into an X Spaces with this question. Because it's not just that I, I, I don't trust the intelligence communities. Why would I? I don't, I don't trust... You know, I, I don't trust a, a boat with, with a 10-foot hole in the bottom of it. We know we get lied to by the intelligence communities. In fact, they probably lie to us more than they're honest with us. So the intelligence community is telling us there's this huge threat with Russia now and space nukes and all this stuff. Of course, the knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction is, well, they're lying to us. This is just so that they can get more funding, the billions of dollars that Americans are sick of going towards these wars. But I do think there is an actual issue here. I do think there is an actual debate to be had here. And even if we just reject everything the intelligence community say, well, that puts us in a position to be played by them as well. Because then they could say something real and we ignore it. You know, it becomes the boy cried wolf situation. So I think there's an actual, there's a real situation. When you have psychotic world leaders, when you have psychotic world leaders like Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, and the list goes on. That's a problem. And when they launch wars and cause bloodshed all over the planet, that's a real problem. Now, Russian space nukes might not be real, but our psychotic leadership is very real. Our psychotic leadership, the military-industrial complex, the warmongers like Nikki Haley... That's a serious threat. I know that's a real threat. I don't know if Russian space nukes are real or not. But I do know these psychotic leaders are real. I mean, think about Boris Johnson. In case you didn't see. You want to see a psychotic individual? I mean, talk about a fall from grace, if he ever had any. Vladimir Putin calls out Boris Johnson in the most viewed interview. Perhaps it might be the most viewed interview in the 21st century. Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin. And Putin says, we were almost had peace. We had negotiations. We almost had a deal with Ukraine. The signatures were there. It was almost a done deal. And then Boris Johnson squashed it. And then Boris Johnson killed the deal. Well, well, this psychotic, after getting called out, this is how little they care. He doesn't put on a suit and tie He doesn't go in front of a a podium. He doesn't go make an official press conference. Instead, he picks up his cell phone, puts it in selfie mode from his bathing suit at the beach. That's how unserious he is. That's how little they care. That's how psychotic they are. Boris Johnson just gets accused of killing a peace deal and causing hundreds of thousands to die in an unnecessary war, and he's too lazy. He shows he couldn't care less that he won't even take the time to pretend to care. He just fires up a selfie video from the beach in his bathing suit pretending to care in response. I mean, that is truly deranged. That is truly psychotic. 
That shows how little they care. They can't even fake it. They won't even try. But so we're going to get into this debate. What is the real national security threat? Is it Russian space nukes? Is it Iran? Is it the southern border? Is it our own psychotic leadership? So we'll be talking about that in studio. Chase Geyser, Harrison Smith, and then on a X, formerly Twitter, spaces. But let's start with the legal issues. We'll start with Trump. We'll move on to Biden. Donald Trump's New York hush money trial will begin in 39 days with jury selection. And the Democrats are desperate to get all these trials moved forward as quickly as possible. In fact, Biden himself and and members of the Biden administration are putting pressure on the judges. They're putting pressure on the district attorneys. They're putting pressure on the DOJ. They're putting pressure on all the, the pressure valves that are possibly out there because they have to get these cases done before the election. So all four of Trump's criminal cases, the Biden administration is trying to fast track and and trying to speed race these ahead of the 2024 election. They have to get them done before the election because that's the entire purpose. This isn't about justice. This is about destroying Trump. And I mean, it's mainstream news now. This has been... It's been known, I I reported on this a few weeks ago on the war room, but it was kind of a, you know, we don't want, we don't want the mainstream media getting a hold of this story, but they already do. So, I mean, we, I mean, it's not like I'm keeping anything from you. CNN, Trump's new Supreme Court gambit doesn't even try to hide that it's a delay tactic. Trump asked Supreme Court for more time to appeal immunity ruling. So, okay. I mean, it's not like it was a big secret, but it, it was their strategy now they get it. Well, yeah, of course, Trump's legal team strategy is to delay this as long as possible because there is no justice. There is no justice. And, and there's some other. There's some other things that are going on with this, too, behind the scenes that may or may not end up coming out. But but it's all the larger picture that the Biden administration, and the Democrats need to fast track these things these four cases before the 2024 election. And so the Trump legal team strategy is to delay as long as possible, at least until after the election. I mean, so yeah, that that's the strategy. You figured it out. That's true. But of course it is. None of this is about justice anyway. All of this is about the 2024 election. So yeah, for the same reason, the Democrats and the Biden administration want all four of these cases concluded before the election is the same reason why the Trump legal team wants them delayed after the election, because that's what this is about. This isn't about justice. This isn't about crimes. This isn't about anything other than the 2024 election, and everybody knows it, and it's the Democrats doing that. I mean, you want to talk about election meddling. They're the, they're the kings and queens of it, the Democrats. Now, Trump makes this statement dealing with one of the cases how they lied about the value of Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it's so outrageous. In fact, guys, while I'm reading this, see if you can find the story. I think it was the New York Post. It came out a couple weeks ago. Largest, I think it's like the largest property value or highest 
value estate ever up on the Florida market goes up for sale. It was like $397 million or something. See if you can find that. I forget the keywords to search. It was like the most valuable property ever up on the Florida market. It was $397 million or something like that. Folks, th- this property that hits the market at, at nearly $400 million is a tenth the size of Mar-a-Lago. Look at that. The crew found it in less than 30 seconds. Here it is. Thank you. This $295 million Florida compound is the most expensive home for sale in America. And it's it's like the tenth the size of Mar-a-Lago. A tenth. And it doesn't have the ornate architecture and the tiles and everything flown in from all around the world and the, the underground base and compound and the history and everything else. When you're in the business of trying to save America... And everything they're doing to Trump, they did to us first. I mean, folks, that's like getting an MVP award. So, yeah, they censored Donald Trump. They censored us first. Yeah, they had illegal rulings and judgments against Donald Trump. They did a tenfold wars and Alex Jones first. So, I mean, it's not even like, because it's a painful process, but I mean, seriously. So, I mean, tip of the cap. Crew gets an MVP award. Alex Jones gets an MVP award. All of our guests get an MVP award. This audience gets an MVP award. This is the most valuable player in the game. Right here. So I just got to take a second to recognize that. So yeah, what they did to Alex Jones in the court cases. Oh, Alex Jones owes trillions of dollars. Just completely outrageous, completely illegal. Judgment before they could even show any evidence. Just completely denied in court. Judge says, nope, you're not allowed to say you're innocent. Nope, you're not allowed to have any discovery. Nope, no evidence, nothing. I rule against you. Now they decide how much money. And they just get to lie about everything. And then they go, oh, Jones owns, uh, he owes $500 billion. He owes uh, $3 trillion. He owes the entire national debt, the entire GDP of France. So it's like, oh my gosh, wow. And now they're doing it to Trump. It's like, whoa, they really came for us first. This really is the most valuable player. But moving on. So here's Alvin Bragg's history. Now keep in mind, this case that Alvin Bragg, this hush money case that Alvin Bragg is hearing was already rejected by the previous district attorney, Cyrus Vance, And even if it was to move forward at that time, it was a misdemeanor, but it couldn't move forward because the statute of limitations had already ran out. Well, Alvin Bragg doesn't care about any of that. Statute of limitations, he doesn't care. It's a misdemeanor, he doesn't care, he's making it a felony. Last district attorney threw it out, he doesn't care, he's bringing it back. Who's got blackmail on Alvin Bragg? Or is he just this corrupt on his own? Woke District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who's set to indict Trump as one of America's most controversial, most controversial, been massively criticized for his soft on crime policies. And boy, is he. Boy, is he soft on crime. But yet he once said he was afraid to ride the New York City subways because of how dangerous they are. Isn't that something? But he's soft on criminals. So he took 
a what would have been a misdemeanor, but the statute of limitations already ran out and made it a felony against Trump. But when you're a violent criminal in New York City, he does the opposite. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has downgraded over half of felony cases to misdemeanors. Why do you think he's doing that? And then why would he do the opposite to Donald Trump? These stories are all over the Internet about how bad Alvin Bragg is for New York City. Top 10 worst New York City criminals let go again and again by woke Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. And they get back on the streets and they beat and they stab and they kill and they rape. Thanks to Alvin Bragg. But he's going to get Donald Trump, isn't he? So that gives you a little bit idea of an idea about how that deal is going down. Set to uh, take place in 39 days. Now, ongoing this morning, it, it may still be ongoing, I don't know, but all morning you had the case in Fulton County, that's Atlanta, with the corrupt District Attorney Fannie Willis, and she got exposed bad. And by the way, the the attorney representing Trump's side doing a pretty good job, I got to say. Meet the badass lawyer who could blow up Trump racketeering case over Fannie Willis's sex secrets. That's Ashley Merchant. So this is going on all morning. It's very intriguing to watch. And then the arrogance of Nathan Wade up there as he's been caught lying. But he's a lawyer, and so lawyers as witnesses, they know how to... You know, they know how to talk and say the right thing so that they, they can't really be told they're lying, but also they can't admit to any crimes that they know they committed. So that was going on all morning as well. But they had some interesting witnesses. There's going to be more witnesses to this. And they also have documents that uh, that prove that Willis and Wade were, were in, involved in romantic affairs, but then also lied about it in court filings. Fannie Willis's ex-best friend forever ex-best friend forever. I guess people learn you can't really trust her or hang around her. I wonder if she has any friends. Fannie Willis, ex-best friend forever, says she has no doubt that Willis had an affair with the prosecutor, Nathan Wade, and it dates back to 2019. So there's all kinds of evidence against these two. They lied in court filings, and you had, while Wade was allegedly having the affair with Willis. I'm also wondering what Willis had to do to get that affair. I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, you know, she ain't really a... I don't know. Maybe you're into uh, pork chops. Maybe you're into big old... But, But see, but that's how it goes. Oh, hey, I'll pay for your... I'll pay for your travel. I'll give you these cases. I'll do this. I'll do that for you. But I just need you to, I need you to scratch my back if you know what I mean. So it could be that bad. But, but nonetheless, they got, they got caught lying about their romantic relationship. They'd been involved in a romantic relationship as Willis was giving Wade all these cases And they're trying to work around it by saying, well, this is all attorney-client privilege, so we don't have to talk about what was paid for or why. We don't have to talk about how many times we had sex or when or where. It's all attorney-client privilege. And and that's the argument that they're making so that none of this ends up coming out in the courtroom. It's pretty smart. I'll give them that. But yeah, they've been caught. Technofog following this as well. One of the great legal minds on Twitter. Witness claims that 
Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis started her romantic relationship with Nathan Wade in 2019. This contradicts the court filings of Wade Willis that the relationship began in 2022. False statements to the court. Things are getting bad for Willis. The witness says, no doubt they were in a romantic relationship. Yeah, this is getting bad. And they thought that maybe they could get out of this by settling with the ex-wife. Not so fast, not so good. All right, quickly here on the Biden side of things. Now they're going back and forth. Biden slams Robert Hur for asking about his son Bo's death. Sources say Biden brought it up. So here's here's likely, I, I would say 99.9%, here's how this goes down. Joe Biden loves to bring up the fact, which is not a fact, so really I should say, Joe Biden loves to bring up the lie that his son, Bo, died in Iraq. He does it all the time. All the time. He calls up Gold Star families and says, well, it's all about me and my son dying in Iraq, even though his son died of cancer in New York. And even when he was overseas, he was just a lawyer. You know, so, so Biden loves to have this stolen valor like his son was a soldier when he was a lawyer and that his son died in combat when he died from brain cancer and, and Biden knows this. So he brings it up all the time. He brings it up during speeches. He brings it up during press events. He brings it up to calls to Gold Star families. So it, it is 99.9% he brought it up to Robert Hur, And it was probably when he was looking bad during the five-hour deposition. So he just starts bringing up, oh, I remember my poor son Bo died. I don't remember. I remember. I don't remember many dates, but I remember my poor son Bo died in Iraq. And then Biden says, how dare her bring that up? But it was actually Biden that brought it up, of course. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. 29 years. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. We now take you live to the Central Texas Command Center and the heart of the resistance. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. All right, more bombshells from the case in Fulton County where Fannie Willis and her relationship with Nathan Wade is being called into question. I I can't believe this. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say it's like I just predicted this and then it happened when I was on air. But it's kind of like it just happened while I was on air saying it. Nathan Wade admits he was paid in cash after using his own card. He was reimbursed in cash from Fannie Willis. This is shocking stuff, guys. Play the clip. 
all I needed. Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And oh. where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? It was cash. She didn't, she didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. No, you did not. So there's Ashley Merchant, and uh, that's Nathan Wade admitting he was paid in cash or reimbursed in cash by Willis for these vacations. Uh, Big Fat Fanny, who is that man sitting over there? Oh, that's my Bigelow. Yeah, he takes vacations with me, and then I give him, I give him legal cases to handle and pay him cash for vacations. <laughs> she's, she's cooked. She's cooked. That pig is cooked. Smell that? Smells like bacon. I mean, th- th- this is outrageous. See, these are the people they have going after Trump. Willis, who's paying an attorney in cash for vacations in a in a affair they have, which might be even more nefarious than it appears now. This is crazy. Alvin Bragg, who lets all the criminals go in New York City. Judge Injuron, who, 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 I mean, I'll give him credit for a 70 year old or whatever, however old he is, man. I mean, he looks good naked. I mean, you know, but he likes to take, he likes to take pictures of himself naked and upload them on the internet so everybody can see how good he looks. E. Jean Carroll, a, a rat woman from the woods. I mean, this is just, okay. I got to focus, but I mean, oh. Like trying to stand up in a in, in five hundred mile an hour gust of winds, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said earlier, this is this is the MVP. The crew is the MVP. You and the audience are the MVPs. Our guests that we get on are the MVPs. We're gonna have Harrison Smith and Chase Geyser in studio. You're gonna be joining us on Twitter Spaces, X Spaces as well. We're, we're the MVPs in this. Let's keep Infowars going. Despite all the attacks against us, we're still standing thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. You know, I'll say two things. One, I have, uh, I'm, I'm always honored, but my friends like to listen to my show. And if my friends can stand listening to me for three hours a day po- talk politics, I, I hope that that means it's, it's, it's worth their time for you. But they call me and they say, it was specifically last Sunday, I'm hosting the show, and they say, all these callers keep complimenting you on your products, Infowarsstore.com. Do you tell them to do that? No, never. Never do we ever do that, not even once. We've never staged a caller. We've never told somebody to plug the products on the air. That's all organic promotion. The products really work. The supplements really work. I had a gentleman call in the next night, Monday night, talking about how he had joint pain, and he's, he's up there in years He's a veteran in joint pain and in his knees and in his elbows, and he started taking bodies, and it was a massive relief factor. 
So, so that's, that's a true story, and you can read all the five-star reviews at InfoWarsStore.com on the products like Bodies, which is back in stock, and 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. But it's well-known. Turmeric is good for anti-inflammatory support. It's well-researched, well-studied, so we just go out and find the best source, the best quality turmeric, and then put as much of it, of the highest quality, into a supplement as possible. And we sell it at InfoWarsStore.com. It's bodies. Now, I'm still like to think young, but yet, you know, you get into your 30s and things don't recover as quickly and you kind of have to take a little more time to worry about stretching and inflammation and stuff. You're not in your 20s anymore. So even I will take bodies after a big workout or if I go to the gym and play ball for a couple hours because if I don't the next day I truly feel it and I mean it's you know you're sore in the knees you're sore in the legs you're and you're you're walking around like you just played two hours of ball and didn't stretch or hadn't played in years but bodies major relief factor so I can tell you for my own personal account that yes bodies is a great supplement 40% 40% off right now, InfoWarsStore.com. But you can go read all the five-star reviews, all certified reviews on all the products at InfoWarsStore.com. And we're still standing because of your support there. Okay, so Joe Biden slams Robert Hur for asking about his dead son during the five-hour deposition where Biden claimed he didn't know who he was or where he was or what year it was or anything. And then, and, and he says, well, how dare he ask about my son, Bo? And of course, it was Joe Biden that brought up Bo. Joe Biden loves to try to win sympathy points and distract from whatever's going on by bringing up his son, Bo. And then he lies and said that he died in Iraq. He didn't. That's a lie. Everybody knows it's a lie. Joe Biden has repeatedly told this lie so many times we've lost count. And there's no point in, in stopping the count now because he's going to lie about it and say it again. Probably before the end of the month, he'll he'll lie and say it again. Well, he's got other problems, too. His whole family, actually. House Republicans probing whether Biden raided grandkids' bank accounts in unusual money transfers. So here's what's going on. And and this is another big thing, because there's two issues I really want to focus on when we get the InfoWars Knights of the Round Table in here with Harrison Smith and Chase Geyser, and then we open up the X spaces, and that's the national security threat What's the real national security threat? Is it Russia? Is it space nukes? Is it Iran? Is it the border? Is it Joe Biden? Is it Chuck Schumer? But at, at this point, Joe Biden has less than a year left in his presidency. Is impeaching Joe Biden now not doing the Democrats a favor? Wouldn't you rather run against Joe Biden than Gavin Newsom? I certainly would. Now, I understand justice be done, may the heavens fall. But sometimes you got to think strategically. And, and maybe in this case, you can have your cake and eat it too. Impeaching Joe Biden before the 2024 election, I think is bad political strategy. You've already let him go this far. But let's be clear. Folks, the Republicans have all of the bank account information and they're only getting more. They know Hunter Biden was flagged multiple times for possibly criminal bank transactions. This is all on record. They have access to Joe and Hunter Biden's bank records. They have multiple witness testimonies, including 
business partners of the Bidens, Devin Archer and Tony Bobulinski. So the Bidens are caught. Joe Biden taking money, pay for play, Hunter Biden as the rat hole, the bag man. They're caught, they're dead to rights. And then there's probably at least other, at least five other members of the Biden family that were also involved in this. Now they might not have those bank records yet. They're probably gonna get them because they now have suspicious transactions from Joe Biden's bank accounts linking to the other family members' bank accounts. So they have all of this. Biden is cooked. But the question now to me is, is it even worth impeaching Joe Biden at this point? I don't think so. I think you finish, I think you run the gambit on these investigations. You get as much evidence as possible. Forget about impeachment. And then in October, you just present all the evidence. For Or, or you could wait until September after the Democrats nominate Joe Biden or not. If the, But see, this is the game that we're playing. I think there's no point in impeaching at this point. I think you wait until after the Democrats make their decision of who their nominee is going to be. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Bodies ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. idea up a week or so ago and i said we need to have an infowars knights of the round table discussion and now here we are owen schroyer hosting the alex jones show chase geyser to my right harrison smith to my left i guess the only voice missing would be alex jones but who knows maybe he gets involved later on the x spaces 
that we're going to be launching in about 15 minutes. You can join us there, and then we're even going to be taking speakers at about 12.30. Here are the topics for discussion here on the InfoWars Knights of the Roundtable. We're going to be talking about what is the real national security threat, because now you have Congress saying, oh, national security threat, national security threat. Oh, as the American people are sick of giving hundreds of billions of dollars to foreign countries, now you're talking about Russian space nukes. Oh, I'm sure that's convenient. But I I think there's a real level of concern there. But what's the real national security threat? Russia, Iran, our southern border, our own psychotic leadership. We'll talk about that. But but maybe in this first segment, let's kind of carry over the Republican strategy with Joe Biden. Should the Republicans impeach Joe Biden? At this point, would it not be doing the Democrats a favor to get rid of Joe Biden? They're trying to get rid of Joe Biden, so why would the Republicans do it for them? If I'm the Republicans, I don't move forward with impeachment. I extend out these investigatory committees, get as much dirt on Biden as possible, and then wait and see what the Democrats do in August. If they nominate Joe, then let the floodgates open. Don't impeach, but let the floodgates open with the information. If they don't nominate Joe, then maybe you go for criminal charges. Uh, Let's bring in Harrison Smith on this. So what do you think the strategy should be here from Republicans? Do you agree, disagree that impeaching him and trying to remove him before the DNC in August would be doing the Democrats a favor? Uh, I think that's an interesting take. My initial response is to say impeach because I'm just desperate for some action from Republicans on any front because they're they're just such losers and they, they never do anything. So it's almost like at least put them on the back foot, at least be on the offensive against your enemies, you know. But then when it comes to the election and whether you want to give them the excuse to get rid of Joe Biden or not, but I, I don't know. Apparently the Democrats repeatedly tell us that not only is Joe Biden not a dementia-ridden idiot. Uh, he's the sharpest man in the room. He is a a bulwark of intellectual, you know, ferocity. So, uh, you know, this it would give them a good excuse to say, well, it's not because Joe Biden is a complete moron. It's these darn Republicans doing this. So, again, my initial reaction is like, impeach him, impeach Mayorkas, impeach everybody, put him on the back foot, keep them playing defense because that just doesn't happen these days. And we need more of that. We need more of Democrats defending themselves rather than ruthlessly attacking Republicans. But as you point out, uh, with the election coming up, this could be a gift to Democrats. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm leaning more towards your way. Keep the investigations going. Give the dirt to the media. You know, uh, screw him over for the 2024 election rather than try to get him out of office two months before it would happen anyway. But Joe Biden plays golf, even if he smacks the ball off the rock and almost hits himself in the face. And Joe Biden rides a bike, even though he falls in front of the media on it. Uh, Chase, what's your take? Yeah, so a couple of things. I don't think you have to choose one or the other. Remember, the Democrats, I believe, attempted to impeach Trump after the last election. So between the November election and the January 20th inauguration of Biden. So if I had it my way, I don't understand why we would remove an opponent that we're beating so if you're in a football game and you're kicking the crap out of the other team and the other team's like hey we want to swap teams entirely at this point in the game why would you ever consent to that when you're you're already winning it's already a sure thing it just seems like a foolish move so what i would put what i would contend that we need to do is as as a party the republicans should do everything in their power to keep biden as the candidate and as the president and then after november 5th when the election takes place regardless of whether joe biden wins or loses the election i think they should move forward with an impeachment so they can get their tit for tat for what the democrats did to trump the last time i would say the only difference would be that biden will lose voters the all the impeachment stuff against trump he didn't lose any voters right. biden will lose voters and then yeah. the other angle is biden is actually guilty trump right. was not guilty so i think that those are the two differences there but so you don't think it would be more strategic 
to do it before the election. So like if the if the Democrats do nominate Joe Biden, you don't think it would be like, okay, they're running with him. Let's destroy him now. That might be reasonable. My concern is that if we if we impeach too quickly, the Democrats will use that as an excuse or that will fuel the Democrats desire to replace Biden. So what I don't want to have happen is some sort of impeachment come forward and the Democrats say, all right, he's getting impeached. It's killing him in the polls. We really have to put somebody else in as the candidate now that he's being impeached. We don't want to catalyze the replacement of Biden as the candidate because we're winning in this in the middle of this game. Yeah, I don't know, because we've not really seen any success strategy from Republicans or the GOP ever. I mean, I can't think of any strategy like this where they've been successful. Maybe it's going on behind the scenes. I mean, I think Clay Higgins is the real deal. I'd like to think Jim Jordan is the real deal. Uh, I'd like to think James Comer is the real deal. I'd like to think they have this strategic foresight. But to me, I I don't know. I I think it's obvious. You, You let these investigations go on for the next couple months until August. You get as much dirt as possible And then you wait and see what the next move on the chessboard is from the Democrats. If they do nominate Biden, let the floodgates open. Show all the bank records. Show all the witness testimony. Release it all to the public. If they don't nominate Biden, then you impeach, and then maybe you go for criminal charges. Well, again, the other thing to me is just keeping Biden in a response position on the back foot. You know, he's he's having to run a campaign, I guess. I mean, who knows? He's probably laying on the beach somewhere right now. I mean, the the man doesn't actually do anything, so maybe it doesn't actually matter that much. But obviously, the strategy against Trump with all the lawsuits and everything has been extremely effective. He has not been able to tackle some of the big topics. He you know, when Vivek Ramaswamy came on, suddenly he's talking about CBDCs because he's not able to focus on the things going on in the world. He's focused on saving himself from going to jail for several decades or centuries, I guess, at this point. So millennia, I, you know, yeah, yeah. They're trying to send him to, to jail. Yeah, for even a if thousand Trump can years. like upload himself to, you know, like the future technology and live for a thousand years, they'll still make sure that Trump's <laughs> AI right. brain is in jail. <laughs> yeah. So it, so that's it's been extremely effective at keeping Trump distracted and um, and impotent on the on the political stage. And an impeachment would have that effect. What would be Biden and his team would have to be focused on defending themselves rather than focusing on the campaign. So in that way, it would hobble him somewhat. You know what's funny, though, Chase, is that Trump has still campaigned more than Biden, even though Trump is defending himself in these four cases. So, I mean, but I guess the other angle of this is what is the American media going to do? I feel like some of some of the American media, not the Rachel Maddow's of the world, they'll always carry water for the Democrats and they'll never be enough. But I feel like some of the American media is getting sick of this. They're sick of covering for Joe Biden. It's embarrassing, quite frankly. Yeah, so... There are a couple of different angles as you bring that up. The first thing is we know that the American mainstream media, whether it's right wing or left wing, is sort of a product of the intelligence community. So that's a weapon that they've used ever since Operation Mockingbird after the, the Red Scare to sort of infiltrate and make sure that they have control over the narrative and the psychological response of the people. So it really, when you're looking at the media, you're not looking at genuine opinions. You're looking at what the intelligence community wants you to hear and want you to see. But the second thing I want to mention, just now that you bring up the mainstream media, because we talk about this a lot, is I think it's one of the features of our millennial generation that we put disproportionate weight on how much the mainstream media matters. We grew up in a generation that remembers what cable TV was like, remembers what waiting through commercials was like, even before DVR. And the mainstream media was the only way that anyone consumed information. But it's just no longer true 
that they matter anymore to the extent that they once did. But psychologically, these brands are so these legacy brands are so engraved in our head that we see them as credible. Oh, if it's in the New York Times. That means it's important, even though no one reads the New York Times anymore. Oh, if a CNN says it, that means it's important, even though Larry King's been dead for years and no one actually really watches CNN anymore. Half their ratings are from just like random businesses and airports having it on screen all day. Right. So I think that we what we need to do is really psychologically understand that the war against mainstream media is is one. The only strength that they have is the perception of their strength. So uh, in the in the sh- the show Chernobyl, when uh, Gorbachev is talking about the Soviet Union trying to keep Chernobyl a secret from the international community, he says our power comes from the perception of our power because the Soviet Union was collapsing and constantly struggling. It's the same thing with the mainstream media. They're actually powerless. They only have power because we believe that they do. And I think we should just not care anymore what they say i think that the analogy would be it's kind of like with cell phones and landlines and and i think that directionally you're right but i would disagree to the extent that i still think we're in the stage where most people still have a landline i think it's gone from like maybe like 20 percent of a cell phone to 30 and maybe we're at like the 35 40 percent and but still i think 55 60 percent are still on that landline and because here's the thing, you still have a large generation of Americans that aren't on social media. I mean, a lot of people that are above 50, 60, they're still out there. They're sure. not really on social media. So I think that the, the playing field is definitely shifting. The teeter-totter is definitely shifting. In 10 years, for sure, alternative social media will completely replace the legacy media. But I don't think we're quite there yet. I don't know. Especially not in the halls of power. The yeah. DC power brokers, they do care what the uh, MSNBC... They're kind of obsessed with people it. Say. Yeah, they, they give it a lot of weight. All right, Chase Geyser, Harrison Smith in studio. By the way, you're going to be able to weigh in on all of this on a Twitter X Spaces coming up shortly as well. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Spaces. Chase, how can people get in, listen in, and um, become a part of the show? Yeah, just go to the InfoWars X account, which is at InfoWars. And if you're on a mobile device, just tap the profile picture and click Join Spaces. Or if you're on a browser, you should be able to see that we have launched the space in the feed of the InfoWars account. So just go to at InfoWars and join the space to listen in that way. And I believe in 30 minutes, we're going to start taking questions and comments from the audience. Yeah, we're going to continue our discussion here in the InfoWars studio, and then we'll open up the spaces for other comments. Uh, quickly here in this short segment, I want to talk about the Super Bowl parade shooting. Predictably, the Democrats are now coming out with their same anti-Second Amendment rhetoric. I've got a couple examples for the sake of time. I won't read them now. It's Newsom, it's Biden, it's the Democrats. It's funny to me, though, Harrison, 
We just saw six shootings, school shootings, church shootings, and the silence from the mainstream media, the silence from the Democrat Party, usually jumping at any opportunity to attack the Second Amendment, but they didn't talk about those shootings. And we all know why, because those were leftist shooters that targeted Christians, and they were part of the trans LGBTQ indoctrination cult. So the media didn't want to talk about those, but now they get this Super Bowl shooting, and they are talking about that. And I'm what's also strange about this, it's like we can't get any information on the shooters somehow. I don't know what that's about. But, I mean, it's so obvious, Harrison. They don't want to talk about their shooters, but now they're like, well, we still hate the Second Amendment, so we'll use this one. Yeah, well, this is a little bit different than what you would typically think of as like a mass shooting where you've got some lone gunman going into a school or going into a public place and just opening fire on random people just to kill people. You know, this obviously seems to me a little bit different. You had multiple people injured, only one person killed. It seems like this was some sort of gang conflict that took place or some sort of, uh, you know, interpersonal beef that just happened to break out in the middle of a huge crowd of people. And so I think it has more to do with the symptom of just relentless crime in this country, the shootings and murders that have skyrocketed ever since the defund the police program uh, that took place. I think it has more to do with that than anything else. So obviously they're going to deflect to to gun control like they always do. Obviously, I think uh, the focus should be on the uh, two guys that tackled the shooters, put yeah, their the own heroes. lives at risk. I mean, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw somebody on, uh, I think it was uh, G Prime 85 on Twitter, but almost jokingly, he's like, these guys should never pay taxes again for the rest of their lives. I agree, them and everyone no else. heroism, uh, honestly. Uh, to, to do that, uh, who knows how many lives they saved. But again, I think it's less of... Uh, less of your typical mass shooting. I hate that I, that's even a phrase, but, you know, there's mass shootings where people go out and just try to murder as many people as possible. And then there's just the relentless gun crime that plagues American cities that in this case happened to break out in the middle of a giant crowd. So horrifying, terrifying. Again, just another sort of data point in the decline and fall of, of a once great country called America. Well, and there's all kinds of gang activities. Specifically, you look at uh, the the west side of Kansas City. Oh. And so there was also an operation chase that, that Trump launched that Biden canceled immediately. And that was the task force to stop gang activity. I believe it was called Operation Legend. And this, as immediately when Biden shut it down, gang shootings skyrocketed. You know, I'm not familiar with the intricacies or the details of Operation Legend. But one thing that comes to mind given the discussion about legislation around gun control is obviously all of these mass shootings are illegal for a number of different reasons, whether the person has the firearm illegally already because they have a record or just the fact that murder is illegal. It's already a crime. So it's not like we need new laws to make this illegal. The debate's really around new regulations, but I mean, it's just it's, it's like this perpetual argument uh, from the left about new regulation and then the bounce back from the right. It's, it's going to violate rights and it's not going to actually accomplish anything. But when, when push comes to shove, if criminals want guns, they're going to get guns. I mean, the cartel is incredibly well armed. And I believe there's like one location in Mexico where you can actually buy a personal firearm. It's just going to happen. So and it's so moot anyway, even if they did pass legislation to confiscate every single firearm in this country like they call for constantly with banning assault weapons, whatever that means. There's no way that they would actually be able to get all the weapons because there's more weapons than there are people in the United States. It's it's all totally moot and baffling to me. Well, and also, I just like logical consistency. And if it doesn't have logical consistency, it's propaganda. So we see death, killings, shootings in the Middle East or Ukraine. And what's the U.S. government's response? Send them guns. Send them more guns. But then there's crime in the American metropolitan areas. And it's take their guns. Take their guns. So, I mean, okay. 
Why no logical consistency? We'll be right back. Short break here. I hope you're joining us on X. You'll be able to weigh in there later. The program leftists failed to silence. It's the Alex Jones Show. Does that make me a Putin phone? <laughs> or maybe Putin has good taste in music. Or maybe if you don't like ACDC, there's something wrong with you. But that's a debate for another day. I, I think they're about to go on tour. Like these guys are gonna like literally like rise from the crypt and like start playing the guitar. All right, we got Chase Geyser, Harrison Smith in studio. You might call it the Knights of the InfoWars Roundtable here. We're also live on Twitter X Spaces, and we're going to open this debate up for the audience coming up in 30 minutes, the national security debate, and should Republicans impeach Biden. And maybe we'll lean into that on the Twitter space, but but you'll be able to open up your mics and speak with us on the Twitter X space coming up here in about 30 minutes. Guys, let's talk about this national security issue now. And th- there's all kinds of stories. Let me just run down this this quick list of headlines. Trump meets with Tulsi Gabbard over how to run DOD in second term. I like that. Tulsi Gabbard anti-war. I like I like Trump reaching across the aisle, even though she left the Democrat Party. But but looking for individuals who are anti-war to be a part of his administration to have influence on it. I think that's a positive sign. And, and here's something. The mainstream media is freaking out. They're angry because Trump could force Ukraine to make a peace deal. I mean, oh, God forbid we have peace. I mean, that's so bad. If So if Trump likes peace, then peace is bad now. That's something. Lindsey Graham's about face on Ukraine shows GOP patient with Kiev regime has run out. Or Lindsey Graham knows it's an election year and, and the American people are sick of funding this war. And he's probably already made enough money off of his stocks that uh, he's doing an about face. But no, I would expect Lindsey Graham to go on a pro-war diatribe sometime within the next month. Don't uh, don't be fooled. Putin says he prefers Joe Biden over Donald Trump because Biden is weak and Trump is strong. But he also might be kind of trolling there as well. But, you know, anyway, the media. But it's also kind of like throw that red bait to the media and then show the American people how, how fraudulent the media is that they won't say that, you know, Putin is colluding with Russia here. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Israel issue. Netanyahu pulls out of talks over delusional Hamas demands. Hostage families stunned. Well, I don't know why they're so stunned. The IDF has killed multiple hostages. They've made it quite clear they don't really care about that. Israeli rappers call for Dua Lipa, Bella Hadid, and Mia Khalifa to be killed because they're anti-genocide in the Gaza Strip. But, of course, they won't get banned on X. So so there's just some of the developments there. But, okay, the Senate tries to pass a $95 billion spending bill. I would say 80% of the American population is against it. I mean, even Democrats are sick of spending these bills. Uh, these these ridiculous spending bills that don't help our country at all. So they're trying to pass this bill, even though it has no popularity. And then what do they say? National security threat, Russia space nukes. So do you think, Harrison, that this is just some propaganda to try to get the American people to buy into this new spending bill? Do you think it's propaganda to try to get the House Republicans to buy into this spending bill? Uh, no, I think we, Russia has weapons of mass destruction. And we must find them. No, it's mm. it, it's baffling to me how the American people seem to fall for the same thing over and over and over again. The timing is too serendipitous that this massive spending bill that's unpopular and probably not going to uh, get through the House 
just in time, you have some vague, terrifying threat that, and even the way they released it yesterday, where I mean, it was it was almost like a script where it's like first there's rumblings of a threat, and then you, we get a little bit more details, and you know by the end of the day, everybody's tearing their hair out uh, and freaking out. I um, maybe Russia has space nukes. I talked about this a little bit on uh, when I actually spaced into uh, American Journal this morning. There are so many reasons why it makes no sense to have nukes in space. Uh, the ICBM missiles that Russia has developed that are supersonic, the rods of God technology where you literally just drop metal rods onto Earth and it has the same effect as nuclear weapons. It's, it's redundant to build a nuclear weapon and send it into space. So I think there's a lot of other stuff to worry about. I think Chase has a good reading on this on the way that they're trying to frame Russia as having violated a treaty in the run-up to the war that they really want uh, with Russia. And there's also some weird stories earlier this week about a UFO off the coast of California disabling nukes. Which again, I don't know how that plays into it, but it seemed like a little bit of foreshadowing of some sort. You have space, you have nukes, uh, you know. Something about this just, it all, it all smells rotten to me. It all, it all just, uh, it doesn't pass the this, this sniff test for me doesn't make any sense. The timing is too convenient. And, uh, you know, nobody, especially after the Putin interview, there's not a lot of appetite for going to war with Russia and America today. And so they need to drum it up by saying they have weapons mass destruction, just like they did in Iraq. And if something happens with the American populace, with each new uh, crisis they manufacture, it's like the American populace just resets to this childlike gullibility where we, we just want daddy government to keep us safe, do whatever you want. You know, as long as as long as you save us from the threat you made up. So uh, I'm I'm not buying it. I guess. Long story short, I'm not I, I thought you were going to say because space was fake and gay. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> Went a little more intellectual. I, I, I do believe that story, though. The, to be clear, the supposed UFO blowing the nuke out of the sky. I do believe that nuke came from land, though. I don't think they said that that well, was. I think I think it was on board an Air Force uh, flight, but that's like a regular thing. It goes back to the 70s. There's something called the Tehran incident in 1974 where a fighter jet uh, goes to try to identify unidentified flying objects, and he finds his controls get shut down, even the mechanical controls. So, and, and if you just search UFO disabling nukes, every couple years you get a story about a UFO going over some nuclear facility and, and shutting down the, uh, the, uh, the weapons. So it's not a new thing, but it was interesting that it happened just before this story broke. So Russian space nukes, Chase, give me $95 billion. I I just can't stop thinking about the Babylon Bee headline. United States invades space, finds no weapons of mass destruction, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like soldiers floating in outer space. <laughs> but uh, basically what happened was after this, this story came out, I was like, this smells like a psyop. So I went to ChatGPT, and I just asked the simple question, does Russia have nukes in space? And it went into this long message about how no, because in 1967, Russia and the United States and other nuclear powers signed a treaty called the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, where all of these nations agreed that they would never deploy any nuclear weapons in space. And then I was like, oh, wow, that's fascinating, because if NATO was formed as a deterrent to the USSR, and NATO, of course, still exists, and Russia is still beholden to the USSR's treaties and agreements legally, then if you accuse Russia of violating the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, then doesn't that legally justify more explicit action from NATO 
against Russia, right? So now they haven't had the excuse that they needed to get involved in a boots on the ground way, in a more explicit way. They've been waging this war by proxy through Ukraine. So it seems to me very likely that this is all either made up or only coming out now because it's conducive to catalyzing more explicit action, more explicit war with Russia from the international community. So here's, oh, oh, wait, entering the chat, entering the chat, ring the bell. It's now official. The Knights of the InfoWars Roundtable. King Arthur. The, the power has just increased <laughs> into the room, and Alex Jones is now in the studio. Yeah, I'm having to deal with a bunch of the bankruptcy crap. I'd rather be on air and listen to you guys, but I'm actually up here at the office getting some stuff done. I'll be back for part of the show tomorrow, and I'll be up here this weekend, obviously. But they have a lot of court crap I have to deal with that I have to be on side for to deal with as uh they do stuff like sell off everything I own, which is fine because I don't care about selling every trinket or every knife or every gun or every book or everything I ever had because truth and justice being on the air is what matters, uh, and these people don't understand that. But but uh, I've been following the Russia situation, and I know exactly what's going on with the so-called space nukes, so I'm going to shoot a special report right now uh, that'll be ready for you guys. And if I was you guys on spaces, I would actually make it some about the big Russia threat because uh, M- uh, Mario Nafal at 3 o'clock will be popping on with him. He's doing his own spaces on this. I don't know what you guys chose to do your spaces on, uh, but uh, I'm going to have the inside baseball for you guys, a little five-minute report you can air during that spaces. I'll have it ready for you uh, here in about 40 minutes or so, okay? Copy that. But, but, but I, folks, I, I, I'm an expert on this, and I also knew General Benton K. Parton, who was secretly the head of, of, of that force, and then Dr. Bob Bowman, who was later the head of... Uh, the secret forces, and they never told me anything secret, but they would say, this is what they've accidentally declassified. And so they explained to me X-ray lasers. The United States has a whole bunch of nuclear-powered lasers in space. I'll explain what X-ray lasers are and more. No one else is talking about this. This broke a few days ago, and I was just waiting for people to see if they came up with the right answers. As usual, we have all the intel. You know, space lasers, it does remind me, obviously, with uh, Hawaii and, and that whole you know kerfuffle. So doing research then, you can find it on YouTube. Just search Space Laser well, well, DOD. Are, yeah, there's all sorts of lasers in space yeah. and lasers on large aircraft and things and lasers on ships. An X-ray laser is special. It's nuclear-powered. But I'll explain what an X-ray laser is coming up. You know, the other thing, too, when they talk about national security threats, well, okay, I can, I can sit here and say the intelligence community is lying to me. That's obvious. They've been lying to me my whole life. But that's not to discount that there aren't national security threats. We have a wide-open southern border. We have tensions with Iran increasing. We have now, tensions now with like, Russia I'm, increasing. I'm, I'm my own show. Now <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, the Russians might be about to deploy an X-ray laser. We've had them up there since the freaking late 70s. Yeah, it, it's something it's it's not even secret. I'm doing the research when Hawaii was happening. There's DOD videos on YouTube. Their PowerPoint presentations are going, here's the space-mounted lasers, here's the land-mounted lasers, here's the capabilities. And, you know, at the end, I don't know anything about the, the nuclear-powered uh, one, so, you know, obviously, Alex will, will break that down. But in general, the laser technology, whether it's a scanning laser to measure the atmosphere or whether it's a weaponary uh, laser to do damage, it's the same technology. It's just a matter of degree. It's how much power is fed into it, the the frequency of the beam or the strength of the signal or the strength of the beam itself so you know we know there are lasers up there they can be weaponized and there's no way for an international body to say that satellite is weaponized lasers and that satellite is atmospheric reading lasers it's the same technology it's up in space it's all public and has been for a while you don't need x-ray vision to see right through the 
the new world order's lies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But well, I did a little bit of research on it. I don't want to take this away from you, but uh, on the space laser thing, and it's very interesting. People talk about lasers as starting the fires. There's no benefit for us to be involved over there, but we are. So now we have to worry about it. I don't think that we should be going to war to defeat Hamas. I don't think we should be going to war with Lebanon to defeat Hezbollah. I want to stay out of all of it, but we're already involved. So once you get involved, then you do have to consider these things. It's not unlikely that, you know, they might send terrorists through the southern border to commit a terrorist attack against Americans. So once you get involved in the war, you're in the war. And now you have to consider these things as as national security threats, even if you personally don't think that we should be going to war with these groups because our leadership does. Now we are at risk for uh, blowback. Well, I think politically speaking, this is going to be a big measurement of where we're at in Congress, because I still believe we can politically save the United States of America. And and maybe the race against time is, will our psychotic leaders just blow us off the map first? But I, this is going to be the measuring stick, because I would say every other Congress in our lifetime, when they come out and they say Russian space nukes or weapons of mass destruction or nuclear yetis, you know, whatever the, whatever the lie is, Congress at the snap of a finger says, okay, Whatever funding you want, whatever war you want, we're in, we're voting for it. We don't want to be the ones that say, oh, no, you know, there's the space yetis attacked Americans and it was my fault. If the House Republicans reject this, even after the intelligence community propaganda, I think that shows a major tide shift politically that now you have Republicans that aren't going to go along with the propaganda. They recognize it as propaganda and they're and they'd rather listen to the American people than the intelligence communities. Yeah, I agree. I, I think people criticize the, the new speaker for basically being the same as McCarthy. Oh, you got one more hawk for another one. But the fact that the first one was even replaced at all, that McCarthy was even booted at all, is indicative of a major shift. There is an, an awakening, I believe, happening amongst Republican leadership as to the fact that the nature of their base is shifting from a neocon mentality that was sort of manifest post 9-11 because of the war on terror propaganda. It's shifting from that to MAGA. And we're seeing those early adopters like the the Matt Gaetzes and others in, in the Republican Party who are realizing this and responding more rapidly than those sort of other establishment folks who are hanging on to the old medium, right? It's like hanging on to radio, despite the fact that spaces is sort of a new platform or, or these other streaming platforms are, are, are the future. So we are seeing a major shift happen in the political climate, I think, in the Republican Party. There's always going to be a latency between or from what changes amongst the people and how it's reflected in leadership. That's just the nature of it. And right now, we're witnessing that turmoil happen on the political stage, just as we're witnessing the dying gas, gasps of legacy media in the face of these alternative platforms that are just outperforming. Well, it's sort of, it's sort of carving out a, It's an opportunity, I think. It's an opportunity for people to reach out and, and grasp and be representative of the huge people in the middle. Because whether it's it's the war in Israel or the war in Ukraine, you've got people on the Democratic side and the Republican side on those far ends, the, the neocon and the neoliberal end, they agree we want more war. But there's a huge number of Americans that don't want war and want somebody to represent that. As you point out, like Trump uh, combining with uh, Tulsi Gabbard or Trump and RFK, there's an opportunity for actual legitimate unity here, unity of the people who are sick of war and sick of the adventurism and sick of our money being sent overseas. 
versus the establishment who that's all they seem to do is start wars and send our money overseas. You know, and, and part of me wonders, too, and who knows if this has been the mentality for a while or if maybe this mentality still exists or exists today. It's that, OK, well, I'll tell you what, then if you're not going to give us the ninety five billion dollars, then somebody's getting bombed. Right. I mean, that that's yeah. kind of where the deep state and the military industrial complex it's and all these it. proxy groups come yeah. into play. The, the, the military industrial complex, the deep state controls like, oh, you're not going to give us our ninety five billion to launder. Well, then, you know what? Somebody's getting bombed tomorrow. Right. It's 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 less of this being a warning about a threat, but it's a it's a threat. It's a threat from our. Uh, well, they openly say it now. I mean, yeah. Chuck Schumer goes up and says, sign this bill or you're going to war. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, give us the border funding or we're going to shut down deportations and, you know, let all the people go there. They are actually doing that. Because they didn't get the money they wanted, so now they're saying, "Okay, all the people that we were had in holding, or we're just going to let go because you didn't give us money to to keep them." So yeah, we're literally at war with our own government in a very real way. Yeah, our government is the greatest threat to national security, and yeah. has been for a long time. I think that that's what most people now see, and I think that that kind of leans into what you were saying earlier. If, if there's a way to describe the neocon majority voter base becoming the MAGA majority voter base. I mean, that's the realization. We're patriotic. We love America. But to deal with the problems we're facing within our country internally is not anti-patriotic, right? That's that's what we need to do to save the country. I, I think that that's kind of the realization. It's not like, well, I'm a flag-waving American, so I, I always support our wars, or I always support Congress or the president no matter what. Now it's, well, wait a second. I, I realize that Congress or the president or these wars they don't represent me. They don't represent my country. They don't do anything to benefit me. And so now it's like that's kind of reshaping the Republican voter base. And, and really, it's not even about the Republican Party. It's a populist movement that's happening. Yeah, and you don't often see Democrats criticizing Republicans anymore, which I think is indicative of sort of the old hat Republicans being part of the uniparty more than this, this mega base. You see Biden administration and other leaders coming specifically after MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans are extremists. MAGA Republicans are domestic terrorists. They're, they like the Republicans and the neocons that play ball and, and give in all the time. They have no problem with the actual old Republican Party because they work together so nicely as this uniparty. What they hate is MAGA Republicans specifically. And, you know, I used to think, man, this country just needs a third party and recently i've come to realize that we don't need a third party we just need a second one well i, I think <laughs> i think just i'm i'm very pragmatic when i look at politics and that's that the takeover of the republican party from the neocons is the answer and i think that that's what we're seeing right yeah. now yeah and we're we're able to get a foot in the door with donald trump and then some of the marjorie taylor green matt gates Rand paul types where now the door is open and, and we can actually have this takeover of the Republican Party. And, 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 you know, you brought it up earlier. Let's say there's three problems. It's the, it's the Mick Republicans. Well, we already got rid of McCarthy. McConnell is, he's done after this congressional session. I, I, don't, I don't see him being the leadership anymore. There's already grumblings in D.C. with the Republicans in the Senate. They got to get rid of McConnell. And then uh, McDaniel, you know, she's, she's basically clinging on with one of her uh, fake nails to her position at the RNC. So she's going to be gone. So I think once you get rid of the Mick Republicans leading the party, again, I, I think there's hope that we can save this country politically, but it, then it gets down to the same thing. Oh, you're not going to give us $95 billion? Somebody's getting bombed. So that's that's kind of the biggest concern. Now, we're about to open this up for your comments, questions, considerations on the X spaces. 
happening right now at InfoWars on X. We've got a lot of people listening in there, and we're going to be going to some of you shortly. We're also going to have a special report from Alex Jones coming up shortly as well. So this is all coming up shortly. Remember, everything we do here is brought to you by you shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Fat guys, I'm going to do a little shopping here. Can you guys pull up the storefront? I think I'm going to... I'm going to do a little shopping here. I think maybe I'm going to need to get some coffee. We'll get some coffee from InfoWarsStore.com. Or I don't know, maybe maybe my caffeine source should be a little TurboForce Plus, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. I could use a little brain force. There's big, big heavy conversations that are being had right now. Maybe I need some brain force plus from InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off that as well. I'm just going to need some energy for this. I'm going to need some energy and some focus. So I don't know. I think I'm going to, guys, let's put into, let's put some coffee in the cart. Let's put some Turbo Force Plus in the cart. Let's put some Brain Force Plus in the cart. And let's get some energy. Let's get some focus for these important conversations that we're about to have on an X Spaces with you in the audience. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's your support there that keeps us on the air. So. Really, us just being on air is a victory. Us just being here is a victory. But the fact that we have you on with us, three of our hosts here in studio, Alex Jones cutting a special report, that's like massive victory. That's like light speed victory. Thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. found it the tip of the spear it is the alex jones show with owen troyer we just spoke to alex during the break project excalibur he has all the documents it's more roundtable i was gonna say how does that even work (laughs) nights in the infowars roundtable alex jones comes in here literally with the project excalibur documents i'm not even kidding you he had the sword of excalibur he was wielding it He's so. shooting the special report right now. It's going to debut right here on the Alex Jones Show in T-minus one hour. So we are just absolutely loaded today with all this information. We're also about to go to the Twitter spaces where we're discussing this issue, your expertise, and, and your response to the, this national security threat so that they can force feed another $95 billion into war. Uh, Chase is going to be handling this right here from the studio. Uh, so, so Chase, go ahead and uh, start conducting. Yeah, so we're gonna we are gonna start taking speakers. It looks like there might be some dead air on the space right now. Uh, if the crew can take a look and make sure that the space is actually getting the audio signal, uh, please let me know. And what I'll do is I'll start um, uh, adding people as speakers. Here we go. There we go. We got it fixed. Thank you. And um, 
uh, we'll be taking your comments and questions. So just give me about a minute to give people some speaker access who have requested it, and then we will uh, pop in and make sure that uh, everything's working here in the space. You know, it's so great that Musk opened up X from like a 50% free speech platform to like maybe a 90% or something. I mean, nothing is perfect. But the fact that we're able to have this conversation on X and we're able to get the InfoWars content back on X and you're able to get Alex Jones' historical expertise with his encyclopedia of knowledge back on X, it, it's so key for moments like this. And, and, and Harrison, this is why, whether it's the Democrats or anybody else throughout human history, this is why censorship is so important for power. Because when you have any opposition or any debate or even history, just history being brought up, the people in power that want to control the narrative and control the flow of information and, and money and power and influence, it hurts them. It, it, can, can, it can destroy them. And that's why censorship has been so important. And so total, right? You can have 99% censorship, but if that 1% truth cracks through, that's the crack in the dam that eventually leads to a total collapse. So it's important for them to have as much censorship as humanly possible because that one little, one little nugget of truth can, can break through and shatter the whole paradigm when you get to the level of deception that we're dealing with in the modern day. So and, and there's sort of multiple ways of that. There's, there's either total censorship where, you know, the lies that we're being fed are, are continuous and they, ha- they can't let anybody disagree or, or prove them wrong because it shatters the whole paradigm. Or there's soft censorship, which is sort of where I fear X is going now, where they don't, they don't eliminate accounts nearly as much as they used to. But they crush outreach. They crush your ability. So you can follow me, but my stuff's not going to show up on your feed. You can, they can follow you. Your stuff's not going to show up on the feed. So I, I think they sort of learned that censorship backfires with the uh, whatever effect the um, where you know you ban somebody and suddenly they get more popular. You try to hide a, an image and everybody spreads it everywhere. I think they learned that lesson, and so now the form of censorship that they're taking is more of a soft touch where you don't even know you're being censored. You just think you're unpopular because nobody's responding to you because nobody's actually seeing your stuff, even though it looks like they are. Well, and and no doubt there's still some of that shadow hand going on at X. I'm not sure how much Musk is aware of it or even has the time to look at it or deal with it, quite frankly. But I noticed that my old account, so I've got the new account at Owen Schroer 1776, which is where the majority of my content goes. I do more non-political stuff on my old account at All I Do Is Owen. But what's clear they both have virtually the same amount of followers. It's like 148 and then 147. And But what's clear is that if you don't have a premium account, you basically have no traffic at all. So they right. want you to pay for the account. I guess that's understandable. But also, there's clearly a level of shadow banning that somehow still exists. I don't know if Linda Yaccarino is running this or there's just you know old things that are still in the system mm-hmm. that haven't been cleared out. Or maybe there are some leftists kind of in there just playing their own hand because that's what they do. So there's no doubt that that's still going on. But to go from, because here's the other thing too. It's, it's like the YouTube phenomenon. When, yep. when Alex Jones was banned off of YouTube and when InfoWars was banned off of YouTube, so many people just never tuned in again. Right. Now, we were still on air every day. We had to build our own platforms and, and we did. And so we, we've kind of you know, created our own ship that we can survive without it now. Thank God we're prepared for that. But it was like this weird phenomenon where it's just, I only go to YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube, then I'm not going there. 
Well, the same thing is kind of the case with X. People only go to X. They wake up in the morning, they go to X. They sit in their car, they go to X. They turn their car off or on, they go to X. You know, they sit down on the toilet, they go to X. But that's all they do is they always go to X. So now that we're back there, people are like, oh, InfoWars is back. Well, we never went anywhere, but, but they're tuning in again. Yeah, no, and we, we were talking about this because there's something special about Spaces. Spaces is kind of unlike any other. It's different than the live streaming atmosphere. It's different than the radio atmosphere. The ability to interact, the ability to post your messages, the the ability to uh, sort of organize and, and bring people in. There's something very special about Spaces, so I'm glad we're, we're taking advantage of it. But you're right, and I even fall into this where, you know, it'll be somebody that I watch continuously – and then they get banned. And if it's not if it's not shown to me, I forget it exists. I you know, I don't go out and look for it. I'm just used to it being in my feed. So I watch something every day. And then if it's not in my feed, it's like I just forget it exists completely. So I understand it. But you're right. That totally happened where we got kicked off of YouTube and people just thought we were gone. They just thought we disappeared into the ether and, uh, you know, never existed again. So it's, you know, as much as Elon Musk has sort of because we know the shadow banning has taken place. There was a compilation uh, recently that that I was a part of where it was showing that people with massive engagement, my engagement was up 90 something percent. Every other number was down massively, hundreds of, of points, uh, meaning Shapiro that hero effect. Yeah, yeah, it, literally. So because I, you know, because people aren't being fed my stuff, uh, they're just not seeing it. So we don't like that. We don't like some of the moves that Elon Musk has made very recently. Personally, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of censorship sort of working its way back into X, but what he's done so far, us getting our accounts back, being able to do this live, it's absolutely tremendous, the amount of free speech that's on X compared to how it used to be just a couple years ago. Well, and it's going to become even more important now. This story hit the press yesterday. George Soros is about to take control of 220 of the most popular radio stations that are left out there. And, and obviously, to an extent, radio is a dying medium, more people are using the internet or apps or streaming platforms in their cars or even, you know, XM satellite radio than they were, say, 10, 20, definitely 30 years ago. So, I mean, talk radio, AM, FM is, is not near the important medium as it once was, but it is still extremely important. I mean, my first big break in, in media came in talk radio. The first show I ever hosted was in talk radio on terrestrial stations. And, you know, same for Alex Jones. And so there is still a large audience there. Otherwise, George Soros would not have just spent $400 million to do so. And so, I mean, we're talking about the biggest cities and the most popular stations in those cities from Atlanta, Dallas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, St. Louis, and on and on and on. So, I mean, now these alternative platforms become even more important because there's still, I mean, talk radio probably overall as a medium is the most free speech platform that there is out there. I mean, as long as you can have an audience and, and either, you know, do, get your own sponsors or the sponsors the station brings in, you usually you can say pretty much whatever you want. I mean, there's still censorship on talk radio, obviously, but still that's where a lot of this stuff can get through and there's private ownership, there's local ownership. But now it's this group that just got bought off by George Soros. And so it might you might see some change in content happen over the course of these years. But I think more importantly, what we're going to see, Harrison, is the propaganda that's going to be filtered into the breaks. Mm -hmm. There's just going to be propaganda every break. They're going to control the ad buys. They're going to control what groups are able to get onto the station. And so there's a reason why Bezos and Soros and all these guys buy media networks. It's not to make money. It's to control information. 
A hundred percent. And these are big radio, like these are radio stations that I've never lived in New York City, but I know, uh, you know, 1010 wins. Like I've just, I've heard of that before. I mean, these are huge stations that have been around for uh, decades. And I, I listen to the local radio quite a bit because I, I find it's the best way to sort of find out what's going on in my city. You know, there's not a lot of locality when it comes to social media. I'm getting news from all over the world. But if I want to find out what's in Austin, I tune into my radio station and, uh, and you know, hear about events and, and festivals and that sort of thing. So incredibly powerful uh, weapon array just captured by the enemy forces under George Soros. All right. So we'll go to X spaces then. Maybe that will replace uh, talk radio. Maybe you can have some free speech there. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system and so much more regular turmeric from the store contains about one to five percent of the active ingredient curcuminoids but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95 percent of the active ingredients in turmeric no other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test then look no further grab yourself a bottle today for 25 percent off at m4store.com and put your body at ease you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Back here live in studio. It's the Alex Jones Show. Owen Sawyer hosting today. I've got Harrison Smith, Chase Geyser with us, and a special report coming up from Alex Jones momentarily. We're trying to get this X spaces up, having some technical difficulties, so we'll give you an update on that. Meanwhile, though, you know, this illegal immigrant issue is, I mean, I feel like this thing is about to fall off a cliff because... It really has, re- I mean, th- this whole notion that, oh, well, it's asylum seekers or it's people just looking for a better life and all that. Folks, we, we now are importing massive gang activity 
and violent criminals. And I already had some news about this on my desk, but, but I mean, just listen to this stuff. Rapes, robberies, and shootouts at Darien Gap as Biden border crisis spreads chaos. I, I mean, now this is all commonplace. Just, just raping and, and robbing and, and killing people. Just, oh, it's just normal activity. It's, just, it's Mad Max. I mean, it's literally Mad Max. James O'Keefe has to extract his undercover journalist after being held at gunpoint inside human trafficking camp. So, you know, they got guns. They're holding people hostage, I guess. And then who could have predicted this? I mean, seriously, who could have seen this coming? One of the young individuals that assaulted that police officer in New York City that got released has been arrested again. What? Illegal immigrant that was arrested in cop beating and released next day, arrested again for robbing a Macy's. He'll be out again tomorrow, guarantee it. And there was another, while while Harrison, while you respond to this, guys, just give me B-roll of clip 19. You had another mob of illegal immigrants attacking a police officer, this time with a machete. This is gang activity. 110%, this is gang activity on top of, obviously, it being criminal activity. But there you go, Harrison. The, the same guy that they arrested and released the next day robbed a Macy's. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, you beat a cop and you get away with it. Robbing a Macy's is nothing compared That's to beat, light work. beating an NYPD officer. So, yeah, I mean, the, well, what do you expect? You don't punish people for crimes. They keep committing crimes. I, I know this is like a shocking revelation to most people in charge of our uh, law enforcement these days. But, you know, it's not just it's not just the gangs. I mean, these things, the, these cartels are infiltrating it's going to eventually be, I mean, you're talking about a million people a month, 988,000 people this year, as in 2024. As no, in it's absurd. One month, it's, it's uh, Mark McGuire on pace to hit 700 home runs in a season. Yeah, it's, it's beyond any record you can even imagine. And by the way, there's no shortage of my, there's never going to be a point where it's like, okay, we've taken 100 million, now they've run out. You know, it's like, we could take a million immigrants for the next a thousand years there would still be billions of people in the third world there's yep. no shortage yep. so so when does this end uh, you know does it only end when america becomes as bad as the places that they're fleeing so there's no incentive to come to america because that's where we're headed and you know there's a reason that america isn't mexico american isn't uh, america isn't colombia you know no offense to these countries they're, they're beautiful places and uh, you know the, the people in the vast majority are are great but you know there's there's a thing last time i was down in mexico there was a painting and it was a police officer standing there with a, holding a, a bitten apple because they have this thing called the bite. And it's just that little bribery that you know to expect anytime you want to do anything. You get pulled over by the cop. You might get a ticket, but you're definitely going to be shaken down for a bribe. You try to start a business. You're going to have to pay the taxes normally, but you're also going to have to pay a little bit for whoever is, is you know, running it in your town. So there's this there's this acceptance of corruption or this pervasive corruption in places like Mexico, which again, God bless them. I'm not, you know, I, I wish it wasn't like that. I definitely don't want America to be like that. And the more that we become less American, the more that we become uh, like corrupt places that these people are supposedly fleeing. And of course, they're not asylum seekers. They're not refugees. They're just not. Okay, it's not. It's not a question. It's not a debate. Uh, these are lay. These are magical words. It's like open sesame. You just you say the magical word and you get to come into the country. Uh, it's and they're taught nonsense. the magical words by Democrat attorneys. It's uh, all funded in these bills. At this point, you just click the magic word on the app, and it says you're an asylum seeker all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, and, and here's – because, look, illegal immigrants committing crimes is no new story. Illegal immigrants raping, robbing, killing, it's no new story. 
but it's a it's an ever increasing phenomenon. But it's still more of a rare occurrence, you might say. It should be a zero occurrence, right? But it's still more of a rare occurrence. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I think this calendar year, this story is going to take off. I think it is now going to be a common, I mean, like daily, where you're going to have illegal immigrants raping, robbing, and killing. Yeah. That's how many they're bringing in. But but it's just that. They're clearly importing gangs is what's going on here. Gangs are now getting into this country because everything you're seeing from these uh, youths that are coming in is 100% gang-affiliated activity. Beating police officers, jumping in when your friend is getting robbed, robbing stores. These are gang initiations. These are gang codes. So this is only going to get worse. And, and now that they know they're above the law, I mean, who knows? All hell could break loose in some of these communities where you have thousands of these illegal, illegal immigrants. They could be gang members. Because look, what we just saw in El Salvador. It was shocking when you saw all the gang members that got arrested and put in the prisons. You're like, oh my gosh, there's that many? Yeah, there's that many. And by the way, there's more. They're just not committing crimes anymore because they know they're going to get arrested. Well, now they know, well, if this is the new standard in Central America, we got to go to the United States where we get protected by law enforcement. Well, and the the mainstream media calls uh, Bukele a a dictator for what he's doing. So maybe these MS-13 members, gang members, could claim asylum on the basis of they'll be arrested by the dictator Bukele if we don't let him in. As absurd as that sounds, it's not absurd at all. I mean, they're literally doing it. Well, and this kind of leads me into this shooting again that happened at the parade I'm a little confused at how little information we're able to get on these shooters. Now, there have been some conflicting reports that came out. I am not convinced of any of it yet because they're conflicting, and some of it has even been proved to be not accurate. But you know they have the information on these shooters. Why they're not releasing it to the public is another question, and I'm not going to leap to any conclusions or assumptions, but it's odd. They Oh, well, we, we, we still don't know everything. We're still learning more about the shooters. What do you mean? They know exactly everything about the shooters. They already brought them in. So, I mean, what, what's the deal there? Uh, I'm not insinuating that they were illegal immigrants, but maybe that's why they're not oh, that's uh, admitting it. So you had this shooting at the Super Bowl parade. If it wasn't for a, some of the Kansas City Chiefs fans they're celebrating, who knows how bad it could have gotten. They apprehended the, the killers, the shooters. Uh, there, were, uh, there was at least one death, others in critical condition. A couple of children were hit by bullets as well. But it's just, oh, police probe motive of gunfire, and, and we still don't know anything about the individuals. Well, yeah, you do, but you're just not releasing it to the public. So here come the Democrats. Joe Biden, yesterday's events in Kansas City should move us into action. We need to ban assault weapons. Well, that's just, okay, what's an assault weapon? It could be a hammer. It could be a baseball bat. Well, and also, I mean, did these guys use assault weapons? This is this is the frustrating thing is they'll point to things They'll either point to this, which I don't think they were assault weapons that were used. So they'll take an event where pistols are used and they'll say, see, that's why we need to ban assault weapons. Or they'll take the stats where they'll show, look how many gun deaths uh, occur. We have to ban rifles and assault weapons. And it's like, okay, but 99% of those statistics that you're showing me were handguns. So you're showing me a problem and then you're offering a solution that does not address that problem at all because it's not about addressing the actual problem. It's about disarming Americans from our Second Amendment. Democrat. Governor of California, we need to pass constitutional amendment against guns. What happened to unalienable? What happened to shall not be infringed? The other, the other side of this story, though, Harrison, is that in the last couple months, we've watched six trans LGBTQ ideology shooters shoot up schools, shoot up churches, and not one of these responses from the Democrats, not one of these responses from the liberal media gun grabbers. 
But as soon as it's not clearly a leftist indoctrinated shooter, they jump on it and they say, see, we need to take away the Second Amendment. But they ignored it when it was their own people targeting Christians, targeting white people. They ignored it when it was the LGBTQ trans people that they wound up and and made psychotic enough to go shoot people. You know, one of the big stories from I think it was last year that didn't get nearly enough attention was the guy who went into the bank, I want to say in like Louisville or somewhere and shot it up. And he was literally a leftist that was like, I'm going to go cause a shooting because I want gun control. I mean, he was literally shooting people in order to create the panic to bring about gun control. So it has so much more to do with the composition of our society, the collapse of our social cohesion, of the rampant crime that is gutting our inner cities, that is devastating families across the nation. We can deal with this at a root issue. It's not the guns that are the problem. And at the end of the day, it's about whether or not you're a free human with the dignity to arm yourself or whether you are a slave and a subject uh, at the at the uh, whim of your of your betters because a lot of people will make fun of it they'll say oh you know you grab you gun grabbers you know you'll never actually do anything it's just this fantasy huh. yeah, yeah right and maybe but the people in charge no they already are, are they're very scared of the america there's a there's a reason that Australia was put into COVID camps and we weren't, and it's because we wouldn't have stood for it, and Australia is disarmed. This All is still right. a very important aspect to the equation that they run. All right. Second hour of the Alex Jones Show complete. Are we on space? We're good. What, what do you think is going to happen here? We fixed it. It was a technical issue. We'll be taking speakers. You had, the next, you had to go into the hour. Matrix? You yeah. had to go into the Tron Code? <laughs> Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com.